In this video, I'm gonna tell you what I think is happening inside the dog training industry, specific to dog training business owners, just like you and how it is going to change within the next three to five years, if not sooner. Actually, I'm already seeing it begin to change. You need to watch this video because it's gonna directly affect your bottom line. Stick with me. Before I reveal what it is that I'm seeing that's changing so dramatically within the dog training industry, let me tell you a very brief, quick story of what happened to me when I owned my first dog training business in Southern California. So this was back in the mid nineties. It was before really kind of before Google and pay-per-click and phase, definitely before Facebook and all of that. And my business was going great. We had maybe eight to 12 different veterinary clinics who were sending us referrals as well as groomers and pet shops and stuff. And it was fantastic. I basically for a period of time, I had more business than I can even handle as a one person business. At the time I was, it was just me and that's the way I was running my business. And what happened over a period of maybe 12 to 18 months, something changed. And what changed was that this company called VCA, which was like a, a veterinary clinic conglomerate, started going around Southern California specifically and buying up clinics. So the, the veterinarians who owned the clinics would sell to this corporation and the corporation would put in their own people to run the clinics. And that included um, a larger dog training company that they referred all of their dog trainers to. So they were only referring business to, uh, to one trainer and that trainer wasn't me. It was actually one, one big uh, dog training company. It was like a purely positive company. They train trainers in two or three weeks and that was their whole thing. And the, this VCA company, I, I assume, probably got a cut. So anyways, I went from, I don't know, eight to 12 or so veterinary clinics that were sending me great leads. And some of them were pretty high traffic clinics to uh, basically nothing, just completely losing that source of referrals. Now, I still had some clinics that were sending me referrals, but over time, even those things would change. So for example, one clinic uh, got a new office manager and the office manager did, did dog training on the side. So they stopped sending us referrals. Another clinic um, just developed a relationship with another dog trainer. You know, sometimes even if you're the best dog trainer, you're going to have uh, some clients that are just unhappy. They're just unreasonable people and they like to complain about anything. And if you get one or two of those people that go in and complain to uh, a veterinary a veterinarian or a veterinary clinic, um, sometimes they think, well, let's see if we can, maybe we'll try another dog trainer or just stuff happens. Sometimes you have a, a veterinarian who just loves you, but then they retire and they bring in a new guy or a, a veterinarian who owns another clinic in town and they have a pre-existing relationship with another dog trainer and they bring that person into that clinic and suddenly you're out. So what's that have to do with the trends that I'm seeing within the industry? What it has to do with is that sooner or later, my feeling is either you're growing or you're dying. There's really no in between. If you just try and stay exactly as you are, eventually you're going to lose some types of referrals or some, some type of advertising is not working or, or something. So you're either growing or you're dying. You need to be constantly expanding and testing new things, even if you want to stay as a one person business. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying don't 
court the professional sector. Keep doing that. But it should be kind of the gravy and not the mashed potatoes of your outreach or your marketing mix. You need to control your source of leads or at least have a large percentage of where you're getting your leads from. You need to be able to control that. And on a small scale, that might mean developing ways of generating leads locally, like going out into your community into the local dog park or standing out on a, on a busy intersection and doing tricks with your dog with, with a sandwich board behind you. You know, those are things that you can control. You know, you can go out and you can do that and you can know that if you spend X amount of time, you're going to get X amount of leads. But those require a lot of time. And as you continue to grow your business, you're going to have less and less time and more and more money. So you now find yourself in a position where you're making a little bit of money and you don't have as much time as you did because you're running around doing all the things required to grow a business. And so naturally you start looking to leverage the money that you're making by investing in different forms of advertising. So you spend $1 and you get $11 back, or you spend $1 and you get $5 back, or you spend $1 and you, you just get $3 back. But even so, that's a good return on your investment. And you find that once you discover a, a type of advertising that works and it works consistently, now you're kind of in control. That doesn't mean that that source of advertising can't dry up. Somebody else can start advertising exactly the same way you are, just do it a little bit better or who knows what. There's different factors that can come into play, but at least now you've got something coming in, which leads to the trend that I'm seeing within the dog training industry. The trend that I'm seeing is that more and more dog trainers are moving to the business model of like the boarding school business model, or at least incorporating boarding trains as a larger percentage of the services that they offer. And this is really a smart move. And I anticipate that this trend is really going to continue. And you're probably gonna need to start doing this uh, offering board and train options if you want to survive in this industry. So you're probably sitting there thinking, I don't want to offer board and train. I live in an apartment. I don't want to bring dogs into my house. Well, you're going to have to figure out a way to do it. Uh, maybe it's, it's uh, renting a couple of kennel runs from a local boarding kennel or a doggy daycare center that has some extra space that you can use something. You're going to have to get creative, but here's why. Let's look at the numbers. Now, these specific numbers, I'm just kind of pulling out of the air for the sake of argument. But let's say you have trainer one, trainer one uh, sells a, a private lesson training program for $1,000 and you have trainer number two who sells a board and train program for $2,500. Now again, that may be high or maybe low depending on where you are in the country and how you structure things and how confident you are at selling your services. But just for the sake of argument, $1,000 for private lessons or 2,500 for let's say a two week board and train program. Now, both of these people are advertising. Maybe they're doing Google AdWords, maybe they're doing Facebook, it doesn't matter. Both of these people are spending $2,000 a month and from that $2,000 a month, they're getting back 10 clients. Trainer number one at $1,000 for private lesson program is making $10,000. So he's spending 2,000, he's bringing in 10,000. Trainer number two is also spending 2000, but they're bringing in at, at 2,500 for a board and train, they're bringing in 25,000. So you've got 10,000, 25,000. Is it starting to make sense? So what happens is 
ad prices continue to go up. It always does just because of inflation and also because other dog trainers discover this, that the same thing that you're using, they're, they're seeing that it works for you. And so then they start trying it and they discover that it works for them. And so prices for the advertising starts to go up. Doesn't matter if it's Google AdWords or Facebook or print ads, whatever it is. The possible exception being if you're doing a direct mail campaign like postcards or sales letters, um, that's the type of thing you can kind of fly under the radar and prices will likely stay fairly consistent except for Uncle Sam. The U.S. Postal Service uh, always eventually increases their rates. And so even with something like that, the price is going to continue to go up. But let's just go back to the most common things like Google AdWords, which we manage Google AdWords. So I have a lot of experience in this realm. Trainer one spending 2000 trainer two trainer two is spending 20 is sorry, is also spending 2000. But the ones making 25,000, the other ones making 10,000, the one making 25,000 now has a lot more revenue coming in, they have a lot more room to grow their business, they can move into a facility, they can pay for more advertising, they can pay for more Google AdWords, right? So now they're in a position where they can increase their budget, say they increase the budget by about two and a half times. So they they went up to $5,000. Okay. So now, even if they made the same, which you know they're not because they just increased their ad budget two and a half times. Now they're going to be making way more money and have a lot more revenue to hire employees and other people to help them run their business. Trainer number one, who's only charging a thousand, he can't increase his ad budget to compete. He's stuck because he's bringing in only $10,000 and probably a little bit less because now his competition is able to spend more money, right? And so, He's in a position now where even if he wanted to, even if he wanted to increase his budget to 5,000, he's not making as much, uh, as much money. So he's, there's a distinct competitive advantage to having a higher price point just in general, but then having a much higher price point comparing private lessons to, uh, to board and trains. Hopefully I'm, I'm not getting too much into the weeds and I'm still making sense to you guys. Uh, let me know your thoughts below in the comments because I'm really curious. This is just what I'm seeing with my Google AdWords clients. You know, we, we manage, uh, we offer a 100% done for you Google AdWords management service specifically for dog training business owners. We take care of everything. All you really have to do is answer the phone, but that puts me in kind of the catbird seat where I can see, uh, you know, exactly what's going on in the industry because we've helped now over 50 dog trainers in 50 different markets. and. And I'm able to look at what's happening. I'm kind of able to see the entire landscape as to what's going on within the dog training business. And the industry is definitely moving more towards the board and train business model. So that's where I see things going. Uh, again, let me know your thoughts because I'm just, you know, one guy with an opinion and opinions are worth about what you paid for it. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. So let me know in the comments below. And, you know, if you are interested in Google AdWords, which I found is really one of the best ways to get a consistent stream of new clients calling you. You know, if you, you want to stop lying in bed at night worrying about whether or not you're going to be able to get your business to the next level, Google AdWords is one of the best ways to do that. The problem is that it's insanely confusing to figure out uh, how to do Google AdWords intelligently. And if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you're going to blow through a lot of money especially if you're going up against a and uh, another Google AdWords marketing shark like me, uh, forget about it. So 
Anyways, if we can help you out, I'd love to run your Google AdWords management campaign. Go to dogtrainertoolbox.com and in the upper left-hand corner, click on the box that says expert Google AdWords management for dog trainers only. My dog is barking. I think I need a dog trainer. Uh, talk to you soon, guys.